Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Made to Lead podcast, brought to you by the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign Illinois Leadership Center. My name is Michaela Hillen, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so happy that you are joining us again this week. In this podcast, we feature an interview with Dr. Gail Spencer. She is the director of the ILC, and she goes over the history of the ILC in addition to the Illinois Leadership Center leadership competencies, which are fundamental to the what and how of what we do and why we do it. So please enjoy this episode of the Made to Lead podcast. Okay, Gail, thank you for being a guest on this week's episode of the Made to Lead podcast. I am happy to to sit in with you under these conditions. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So can you go ahead and start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, My name is Gail Spencer, and I am the director of the Illinois Leadership Center. I'm originally from Nebraska. I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm a proud Nebraskan but very grateful to be here at the University of Illinois. I was in a position um, at another university and I had been in it for a long time and it was time for me to make a transition to something else because I was working 75 hours a week. And so I looked at a lot of things and I was really intrigued by the Illinois Leadership Center and the work that it did. And I came here and fell in love with Illinois and fell in love with the possibilities of what uh, we could do because the center was about um, 11 years old when I came here and it was time to reboot some things. So I've been here, I'm finishing up my seventh year and I've loved every second of it. Um, uh, Some fun facts about me is I'm a huge sports junkie. I have season tickets to Illinois football women's volleyball and men's basketball. Um, I am just miserable during this pandemic because there's no sports to watch. I watched the NFL draft last night and they had this big opening, a salute to people, healthcare workers, and I bawled through the whole thing. So I'm desperate for this pandemic to be over so I can watch some sports. Well, I'm sure there are many people who can relate with you and your love of sports, especially (laughs) in this time of desperation of trying to find something to watch. (laughs) Um, Well, the good news is there's lots of shows I've never watched, so I'm getting caught up. That's true, too. We see the beauty in the midst of the chaos. (laughs) Um, So of everybody who currently works at the Leadership Center, you have been there the longest. So can you tell me a little bit about how the Illinois Leadership Center was founded and how it came into existence in itself? Sure. It's really a wonderful story. It's really because of Illinois students. We just celebrated having uh, leadership or now called the Institute by Leadership for the 26th time at the University of Illinois. And students many years ago were going to that experience and they said, we need to have more leadership opportunities for development um, at Illinois. Um, we love this leadership program, but we want more. So they talked to our uh, vice 
Chancellor for Student Affairs at the time, Patricia Askew, and she really resonated with what our students were talking about. So in 1999, she met with um, the provost and they decided that they were going to have a joint venture between academic affairs and student affairs um, to create what's now called the Illinois Leadership Center. There were several campus members um, that were asked to participate in this. And I think probably over the time that they developed it, probably 60 faculty staff and some students and they formed something called the Illinois Leadership Coordinating Committee. And this group was um, broken into different areas like marketing, what kind of model would we have, um, how would we get programs developed, how are we going to ramp this up to get staffing, how are we going to get donors, how are we going to have a budget. And they worked on that for several years. Um, and the center opened in the fall of 2002. And the first director was actually part-time. His name is Ray Price. He retired from the University of Illinois probably about maybe four years now uh, that he has been retired. But he was a faculty member in the College of Engineering. And so part of he stayed as a faculty member and then did the work of getting the center up and running. Then after he um, went back to being a full-time uh, engineering professor. Sarah Thompson was the interim director and then became the permanent director. And then um, after she left, Gail Rooney was the interim director for a year. And then I took over in 2013. So um, one of the first things that they have done, or not the first thing, but several of the things they've done, this ILCC um, it helped to create the actual Illinois Leadership Center, as I've already mentioned, uh, worked with College of ACES to have a minor in leadership studies. We And they developed the leadership certificate program and I programs. Now, something you might find interesting about our I programs, when we first started them, they were uh, two nights, three day kind of activity. And people went away to like a 4-H camp and spent the weekend doing that. Um, I think as time went on, we became more cognizant of time commitments for students, and maybe some students weren't able to do that. So our I programs went down to eight hours, and now they're down to six hours. We still think with really good content, but um, trying to match what our students need and want and what, what we can do financially. It's kind of wild to know that the I program started out that way, considering where they are now, like you said. Um, but it's awesome to see how the ILC has adapted with times and with student needs. And I think that's always the focus of what the ILC yeah. does. So, Yeah. This morning when I was walking my dog, I was thinking about I programs. And um, we used to seek out content experts, and they would write the curriculum. And then our staff would give them feedback. And as time has gone on, that's a really expensive way to do that. Mm -hmm. Leadership education has changed so much, really. Um, in the time the center's been open, there's now um, leadership educators who talk about how you develop and write curriculum. And we have worked with our colleagues across really the world, but mostly the United States, to understand how to do that. So now we are able to write our own curriculum. And so it gives us um, the ability to use our money in different ways, but also now we have the expertise locally. We certainly, if we need to, we'll talk to 
other people, but students even help us design and write curriculum for our I programs and for our workshops. So it's really cool to be able to do that in-house. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads well into our next point of talking about the competency model. Um, mm-hmm. So what background can you give me about the competencies of the Illinois Leadership Center? Yeah, when I first came here, um, the ILCC group had put together a document and they had 11 skills and attributes. And under each of them, they had lots of description about what we meant by that. And it wasn't that the model was old, but one of the things we know and change is constant and you always have to examine where you're at with your your center and what you're doing. So in addition to looking at our mission and vision, we created value statements. We also looked at these skills and attributes and realized they needed to be refreshed. So what we did was worked with um, the provost office. Chuck Tucker was uh, my supervisor at the time, and they had just finished um, campus conversations on undergraduate education. So he was really gracious and allowed us to just use that same model. And we had campus conversations on leadership education, invited the same cohort of award-winning, brilliant faculty and dedicated, smart staff who had interest in in leadership. And even if they didn't, I remember uh, a math professor who talked about how you teach leadership in a math course. Hmm. So we had focus groups and we did it four times. One was just for students. The other three times were for faculty, staff, and students. We had 261 people participate in these groups and 95 of them were faculty. And my favorite thing that I remember from uh, being at one of those, Chuck Tuckers looked at me and he said, Gail, you have no idea the award-winning brilliant minds you have in this room today. And I said, well, actually I don't because I've only worked here for about eight months. (laughs) If you're telling me that it's that, I am sure it is. So we had wonderful conversations and we asked three questions. Um, What leadership skills, values, or attributes will a 2021 graduate of the University of Illinois demonstrate? And then as we look to develop leaders for the 21st century, how should we approach cultivating leadership in our students? So the first question um, just generated lots of things that really were competencies. And we had really wonderful um, discussion, a lot around emotional intelligence, of course, diversity, inclusion, social justice, many, many things. And so we kept all those things together. When we talked about how we cultivate leadership in our students, those conversations were fascinating as well. Mm -hmm that it happens in classrooms, in registered student organizations, in laboratories, just um, really shining examples of how we approach cultivating leadership in our students at Illinois. And then the last part of it was if you compare and contrast the skills, values, and attributes we discussed with the model of leadership, the Illinois Leadership Center had been using, how would you compare that? And the really interesting thing that we learned from that is many of the people we were visiting with in our focus groups didn't even know that that existed. 
So that was kind of a big wake up call to us about how we market what we do. Mm-hmm. And we we're going to take this, what ended up being a competency based model and use it with, with people on campus. So kind of fast forward, this all started in December, 2014. And we coded over 3000 responses. I will never forget those post-it notes. <laughs> uh, I, I, it was very hard for me to throw those away. Um, and so we came up with four levels of practice and those are um, personal and self, interpersonal and team, organization and community and society. And each of those levels of practice have four to six competencies under them. We were very thoughtful in how we developed all that. Um, if you look at our 3D model that's online, it's a core and a base and it starts with personal and self because we believe leadership always comes back to you. And some of the competencies under there are just understanding yourself, managing yourself, having empathy for people, integrity, openness. Then the next level is interpersonal and team, which talks about how you then relate with others. Then organization, and that's thinking about change management, systems thinking. And then the last level is community and society. And that includes things like global, global competency, sustainability, human dignity. And we say that it builds on each other and all those levels of practice, you can go back and forth from them. But it's such a beautiful model for people to think about what we can do to help students. And as a result of this, and I know that in another podcast, you'll talk about it, we developed the Illinois Leadership Inventory, which is a way for a student to start to think about what they're interested in, what they need to work on, and how they might go about doing that while they're students at Illinois. So um, one of the other things that I was really proud of is how um, the people that were on the Illinois Leadership Coordinating Committee worked together to take all that data and come up with the model itself. So what else can I tell you about that? I think that's perfect. And as you said, if anybody wants, any of our, if any of our listeners want to check out the model, just feel free to go to leadership.illinois.edu and you can find the model and the competencies all right there. Yeah. When we developed that, um, I was really emphatic about making that something that a model that students could touch in. You know, when you go over, like if you went over the competency self-knowledge, we don't have definitions. We have descriptions of what that is. And we give two or three examples of how you might do that because we were really cognizant about making sure that we weren't defining things because in some disciplines, it might be defined differently. True, true. I was going to ask this as a follow-up question. Of the four levels of practice, is there one level or two levels that you are super passionate about or that you really connect with? Well, I think that I connect with personal and self and interpersonal and team, and we see that in our students. We see when in our certificate they pick competencies to work on, and most people spend their time in those two areas. Um, But for me, being a director of a leadership center, I think about leadership all the time. And that may sound trite (laughs) or it may sound crazy, but I feel a tremendous sense of responsibility to model good leadership. And so I spend a lot of time thinking about who I am and 
what I do well and when I don't do well, what I can do to be better the next time. And so I spend a lot of time reflecting. I've learned to be a lot more empathetic because that doesn't naturally come to me. Mm-hmm. And then personal and team. Um, well, Michaela, you've been on our staff and you have seen how hard we work to be an inclusive team that's integrated, that thinks deeply about what we do, that encourages change when it's necessary, that supports people. And we have a family atmosphere. I say that all the time, and I mean that in the best possible way. So we work really hard at also modeling a team that functions well and does remarkable work. I would definitely, I mean, I would echo everything that you said. It was, I think it was my experience at the ILC that helped me realize just how important team environment is and how even like the littlest thing of feeling accepted and feeling valued, that's not little, but just those feelings of feeling accepted and feeling valued and all of that. I think it's really exemplified in everything that the ILC does. And then it's also practiced on the ground level. And I think that's something that's so unique and beautiful to yeah. the leadership center. Yeah. One of the, so. one of the sad things, many of our staff, uh, student staff and other staff that come back to see us always remark on how disappointing it is when they go into another team environment and it's never um, matched up to their experiences in our center. Let's keep talking a little bit about the model. And so now that it's been created and um, we've kind of put it out there into the world, how has the model been accepted at other universities? Have there been challenges, opportunities, et cetera? Um, Well, I'll try to uh, talk about it internally and externally, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, Externally, um, we are held up as a model for other places. We have lots of people who call us and ask us how we did it. We certainly have shared how we went about doing it and try to help other universities get a model for themselves. Um, We don't subscribe to this is what we did, you should do it exactly the same, but here's something for you to consider. And we've won awards for the work we did on that. So externally, really well accepted. Internally, it also has been well accepted. But the caveat, getting back to when I was talking about the 11 skills and attributes and how people didn't know about them, Mm -hmm. we have like a three-pronged challenge with our model. The first is, how do you market this to a student in a way that would be interesting and help them understand what they need to do? How do you market it to faculty and staff and get them to use it in what they do? And then how do you just market it so that it's it's not the ill, that's the other thing we learned. Everybody used to think that our 11 skills and attributes were just for the Illinois Leadership Center. So we've worked really hard to say, this is Illinois, the University of Illinois model. And so selling it that way has helped. We also tell people, we have 21 core competencies. When you map to what the work is you're doing, you may not be able to use all of them. So pick Mm -hmm. the ones that you think are important in the course you teach, the work you do with students, and use those. So that has helped. But I think we need a whole nother staff person whose full-time job would be 
to go out and talk about the model. So um, hopefully in the next couple of years after everything settles down, we'll be able to add that staff person to work on it. What advice would you give to someone looking to grow as a leader? Um, well, to always have a growth mindset and to start every day with thinking about how you're going to be better at what you do and accept the fact that you, you're always going to have to work on something and you can always be better. And so just really being open to learning from others. If you're an undergraduate in Illinois, uh, take the Illinois Leadership Inventory and practice leadership. Yeah, so, and I think um, be understanding leadership and being better at that just changes your whole life. And it's just being open to being a better human being every day. So a follow-up question to just to what you just said as a um, leadership being able to change your whole life. How has it changed yours? Um, well, I have a, a, a story. When I was, uh, I was painfully shy as a child and often didn't talk in public. And when I was a sophomore in high school, I got elected to student council. And I saw the person that was the president and thought, I want to be a leader like that. And so I had to work so hard on not being so horribly afraid all the time and deciding that day that I was going to be a leader and that I was going to be the president of student council someday completely changed my life. It transformed me. I ended up the student body or student council president. Actually still am in contact on Facebook with the man that was the person that made me believe that I could do that. That's so touching and beautiful. Um, So one other question that we have that that is going to be asked in every interview is, what makes you believe that you are made to lead? I don't know that I believe that I was made to lead, uh, lead. I try to be a really humble person. And if I have an opportunity to step up and do something and make things better, with a group of people and help to transform the situation, then I have made a difference. I think that's the perfect response. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, so now we're going to jump into this next segment, our final segment of the podcast. I wish I had some fun um, transition music, but it's going to be called the Fun Funky Five Questions. So before this interview, Gail picked five random fun questions to answer that she's going to answer rapid fire just so you can get to know her a little bit more. So are you ready, Gail? I'm going to try. Okay. So first question, if you could turn back time and talk to yourself as you entered your freshman year of college, what would you say? Go to class. I (laughs) probably didn't go to at least half my classes. So it's a miracle I graduated. Okay. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> um, what song do you love to sing when you're alone in the car? Uh, the song Happy by Pharrell Williams. Um, I just think that song is awesome. It really is just, it's, it's great. <laughs> um, next question. Who is your role model? My parents, my mom and dad. My father was an educator and he worked at an orphanage called Boys Town and how I still am in contact with some of the boys that he impacted while he worked there. And then my mom, she raised six children and um, is a remarkable human being who has been a leader her whole life. 
Oh, that's lovely. Um, next question. What TV shows have you been binging this month? Well, because I cannot watch sports, I've watched all the seasons of Jack Ryan. I have, I'm to the third season of Ozark. That is really disturbing. I, it causes me nightmares, so I have to take it very slowly. I don't know if you watched <laughs> it, but and then my favorite show, which I binge watch when it comes out, a new season is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. And our final question, if success was guaranteed, what career would you choose? Um, I'd be a sports broadcaster. Hmm. Uh, that just fits. <laughs> yeah, I just love sports so much. And actually, when I went to college, women didn't do it. And my parents... Usually my parents were very supportive of whatever I wanted to do, but they were like, that's going to be a really hard road. So I didn't do it. And I wish mm -hmm. I would have, but it's all good. You know, I, I love sports now. Um, I've done so much entertainment work, you know, booking comedians at campuses. I don't really enjoy entertainment very much anymore. So still having sports is the thing that I can love is perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Or that is the end of our fun, funky five questions and therefore the end of this interview. Um, Gail, thank you so much for your time and um, just sitting here with me to talk. It's been a real pleasure. Um, it always is wonderful to spend time with you, Michaela. I think you are an amazing human being and I am grateful for all the things you do in this world and for what you do for the Illinois Leadership Center. Oh, thank you, Gail. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Made to Lead podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign Illinois Leadership Center. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Most importantly, don't forget that you are made to lead.